You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Necessary Roughness, brought to you by Southfield Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. With 11-year NFL veteran, Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year, and captain of the National Championship Michigan Wolverines, John Jansen. And 10-year NFL veteran, two-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle, and Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, T.J. Lang. Now, here's John Jansen and T.J. Lang. Well, training camp is less than a month away. I know we're all excited to get down to uh, Ellen Park, watch this team, uh, and just see it take the field. I know that Stoney and I are going to be down there for some of training camp. TJ, I know uh, you'll probably be down there for some of it uh, with the responsibilities you have. You always join us uh, on the morning show for a few uh, times while we're down there. We're excited about that, but this is the time of year where there are still a number of free agents that have yet to find a home. We've gone through, you know, cuts for salary cap reasons. We've gone through free agency. We've obviously gone through the draft, another round of, of dismissals, you might say, simply because teams are moving on from contracts, moving on from players for a lot of different reasons. And I know when you walked in this morning, there was a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, I might say, because of the comments of one individual who's found a new home and is one of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL. There's going to be a lot of questions about his team and whether or not they're going to be able to win. They're an NFC team. They're in the, the worst division in football. That's the what NFC South. That's the New Orleans Saints, and it's David Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. What is it that sets you off about – Mr. Carr. Some, some, just to get off my chest, John, you know, the last couple of days, uh, there's obviously not a ton of news right now going on in the NFL, right. and this, especially with our Lions. And, hey, this time of year, no news is good news, right? Stay out of trouble. Yes, <laughs> yes, the right there's thing. been no gambling news. There's no, been no injury do news. Don't go party. Don't do stupid. <laughs> stay out of the news. Get uh-huh. ready for training camp. So that's good that we haven't had any news. But uh, I guess in the slow news cycle, you start to read uh, some other things going around in the league. and. This one popped up, uh, um, I think, on my computer yesterday morning, and I just it left a bad taste in my mouth, John. And I wanted to ask you about it. How many years did you play? It. I played 10 years. All right. And how many teams you play for? I played with two teams. Okay. Let me just ask you this, just so before we even tell what the topic of the story is, people have context. When you retired, did you retire of your own free will? Or was there just not another team to sign with? Uh, I retired on my my own free will. Uh, I was released, though. Okay. You played 10 years as well, John. Yeah, well, I actually played know, 12. but 12 years. Yeah. Did you did you ever know anybody that got released? 
Uh, I happened to be released after my 10th season, after a decade in Washington. Okay. Was able to come home and play for two in Detroit. I was also released at that time. Okay. Um, so you, and, you're very familiar. Have you, have you ever known uh, anybody to be uh, sort of demoted, you know, sent down to the practice squad once in a while throughout oh, yeah. their career? Yeah, yeah throughout happens, my career, right? yeah. And, and, and also guys that remained on a team but had a starting position for, say, nine years and right. then was demoted to backup, which happened to me in right. my 10th year. Which, it, it's, it's, which happens. It's not it's uncommon. Process. It's not uncommon, yes. so to say. Yes. Most uh, guys don't leave the NFL – on their own accord. Right. And you've seen guys uh, certainly go through struggles and say, you know, the coach says, hey, we're going to give somebody else a start. You know, maybe go work on a few things, get your confidence back, whatever. You've mm-hmm. seen that before. Yes. It's not uncommon. Yes. Performance-based sometimes. Okay. Usually it's performance-based when it's in the NFL. Anyways, this story comes across my desk, and I think the highlight was, uh, you know, Derek Carr uh, looks back on his final days with the Raiders, and he goes into the, all these details about how he was so upset that he got benched, and they made his wife. He said they made his wife cry. Right? They were talking about. Uh, I think he was asked if there were any possibility going back to Vegas, and he said yeah, after he was once, benched. once yeah after he was benched, he said once they made my wife cry, um, that was pretty much out, out, off the table. And I'm looking at this story, John, and 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 certainly I feel a little bit of compassion. Um, when it comes to guys losing their job, uh, I think nobody roots for guys to be cut. Nobody roots for guys to be benched. Um, you know, but it's, 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 it's a little thing called reality, right? When you don't play well, uh, when you're not winning games, when you're not doing well, uh, you, the coaches are going to try to find Didn't something else that a, works. Right? A big time receiver to play with last year. I too? think so. Yeah. Um, gosh, name slip. Oh, Devonte Adams. Wasn't that yeah. yeah, the number one receiver in the, in the freaking league. Um, anyways, you know, and you go back to Derek Carr's last couple games, I think he threw six or seven interceptions in his last three or four games. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders were pretty much at that point out of the playoffs, uh, you know, and they, whether they made him the scapegoat or not, they said, we need to make a change. Derek Carr to me, it, 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 there was another quote that irked me too, that he's like, you know, you have, I've played here nine years and I have all the records. Right. And it's like, you really get who gives a about you've never won a playoff game you've played in one and you didn't win it your overall record is like 60 and 80 i want to say in 90 it's like so you look at this and you're like what do you think you really accomplished and look i know that all those stats aren't necessarily quarterback driven but you're not talking about a guy like tom brady getting benched here like (laughs) it's just just, it kind of irked me in the way that that the last couple years have irked me when it comes to not only nfl but Really, all professional sports. I think guys just like there's an entitled to, feeling, there's, and it's like they're owed something. They're starting to lose sight of you know having to you know work for things, right? And hard work. And like I, I used to tell guys, man, like your first couple of years in the NFL, you got to prove that you belong there, right? And then when you get to maybe year seven, year eight, year nine, you got to still prove that you 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 belong there too. You you got to prove that you can still do it. You know, and that's an attitude that used to be very common back, uh, you know, when, when you and I played. And now it's just like, oh, they took something from me. Oh, they're benching me. Oh, I can't do this. And instead of just putting your head down and working hard and shutting up and, you know, doing all the right things, you, it's this is becoming way too common in professional sports where guys just want to bitch, right? Now it's, okay, well, trade me. If you're not going to play me, then trade me. I don't want to be here anymore. Or and here's here's the one baby. I love. And I hate it. 
uh, here's the one I love. I'm going to um, sanitize my social media of anything. <laughs> I'm going to unfollow you. I'm going to yeah. unfollow you. Yes. <laughs> that one is very dramatic. That's so becoming the new I, I do want to just for our listeners, read the quote so they know exactly what we're talking about. This is Derek Carr talking about his benching in Vegas and obviously his ultimate uh, you know, move to the Saints. I was, for lack of a better term, I was very upset. I was mad. You spend nine years in a place, you have all the records, and you play at a high level, and for something to get in the way, whether it is whatever reason, money-related or whatever, injury-related, I, I would have said I don't even want the money just to play two more times in front of our fans. I didn't get that opportunity, so it was definitely lit a fire inside me to keep going. That was the, you know, he felt he was owed those two more times to play in front of his fans. Uh, and then he, this is the one about his wife, um, about possibly coming back to Vegas. Once they made my wife cry, that was pretty much over. Once they made her cry, that was out. But the love for my teammates is what probably would have made me do it. But the way it worked out and the timing of things, I was just, it was time for me to move on. But who knows? You never know what will happen. So there's absolutely, and I think my biggest issue, there's absolutely no accountability there. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing from Derek Carr that says, you know, I, I should have played better, right? You know, I shouldn't have thrown three picks in that game that we needed to win to get back in the play, whatever. You know, instead it's, Oh, they made my wife cry. They did this. They did that. And it's like, dude, this is a performance-based business, man. Like, I don't give a sh Look at even last year uh, alone, some pretty high-end quarterbacks getting benched, right? Matt Ryan got benched, uh, who's had a, a lot Border, more successful yeah. career than Derek Carr Borderline has, Hall way. of Fame. I'm not uh, saying he's Hall of Fame, but borderline. No, I get that. Carson Wentz was benched. We know Carson Wentz has been through a lot of up and downs, but can you sit here today and say, Derek Carr is head and shoulders above a guy like Carson Wentz. I can't. No. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, it, and I think it, it just irked me because let's just say Matthew Stafford was here in Detroit for what? 11 years, I mm -hmm. think it was. Matthew Stafford did a lot of great things, right? Matthew Stafford set a lot of records for this football team. Matthew Stafford never won a playoff game. Matthew Stafford never won a, a Super Bowl. And I know that's not his fault, right? But if he were to get benched, you know, in the last couple games of I don't know what year was it, 2021, mm -hmm. and the Lions are five and, you know, nine, and coaches says, hey, man, we need to mix something up. Um, you know, we're going to give whatever this, this guy, David Blau, a, a couple games, right? Um, people would probably be, I don't know, maybe a little upset with it, but at the same time, if Stafford was throwing three interceptions a game and killing his team, and he was the reason why they weren't winning games, I think people would be realistic with it and say, oh, you know, he's just not getting it done for us. Like, that's what it's about. It's about going out there and winning games, right? So when he brings up, like, all these records and he brings up uh, what he's accomplished in Vegas it, for the Raiders, you know, uh, franchise, it's just like, dude, where's the accountability at, man? You know what I mean? And that's just – and I, I hate to throw it all on Derek Carr, but it's just – it seems to be the new attitude – not only in the NFL, but in all sports right now, that, like you said, like guys feel like they're owed something. Guys feel like, you know, hey, you, you're just going to give this to me, right? They're, you're kind of losing track of this, like, go earn it, right? Go work hard for it. Bust your ass. Show you're the guy that can do it. What? Where did that Where did that go? I don't think it's completely gone, but 
you know what I mean? There's starting to be a tilt in professional sports that is more towards this attitude, right? They benched me. They did that. They took this from me. They did that. Nothing about, I played like shit. I played bad. Yeah. I deserve to lose my spot. I wasn't doing it. You know, I wasn't getting the job done. It's like, those are the old school mentality and the old school thoughts that I miss yeah. about professional sports these days. And it's, it's somewhat the lack of awareness of where you are in your life as well. If, and, and I'm not saying that his wife shouldn't have been upset that he was benched. Like, and, and it has nothing to do, her emotion of that is appropriate. All right. There's nothing wrong with that. When I got benched, you know, my family at the time was upset about it. When I got released, it was an upsetting moment for our family. But to sit there and say that this is when anybody loses their job, they're married and they have a family they're probably going to be some tears shed. There's going to be some, some anxious moments about what are we going to do next? This is coming from a guy who has made hundreds of millions of dollars. And when you look at, the, at where they are in, in regards to him and his future, it, his future was not reliant on getting another job. Yeah. And I think that's where, as professional athletes, some guys miss the mark. I'm not saying everybody. Some guys miss the mark in regards to, yeah, it sucks that you you got benched. It's you, that you got replaced. Ultimately, you you got cut and you you lost your job. Those are all things that are emotional in the moment. But when you look at it in perspective, you're you know next week's or next month's mortgage. Is, is not in jeopardy uh, in regards to if you're going to be able to make that payment or not. Next month's rent or, you know, dinner money, grocery money for the week. That's where I think a lot of guys have missed the mark in regards to. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The, the, the great privilege that they've had to be, and it doesn't matter the sport, to be professional athletes. Yeah. And if you're going to be a professional athlete, there's a 99.999% chance you're going to get at least traded or cut at some point in your career. Or benched. Or benched. Or demoted. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's a... Yeah. All of the above. <laughs> the guys that don't do that are called, you know, freaks, Hall of, Hall of Famers. I mean, yeah. look at Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady went to a new team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think he was cut or, or traded. Um, but guys, very rarely do guys start with one team and finish with one team on their own accord, right? Usually that comes with a release of some sort. Usually that comes with a trade of some sort. You got to be able to uh, handle that, and you've got to be able to prepare for that, right? That's part of the game. It's part of the job. That's part of the gig. You know this is a performance-based business, and as soon as your performance starts to decline, uh, there's always going to be a threat that the team that you're with doesn't matter for how long you've been with them is going to try to move on and find a replacement. And, and I got to believe the fans probably look at this in a similar way. Like, are you really crying about this? Um, you know, are you really going to whine about the fact that you felt an organization owed you the right to start those two final games? Or, you know, are, are they going to, are fans just going to at some point get fed up and say, you know what, I can't take the Kyler Murrays anymore. I can't take the, the Deshaun Watson, before we even knew what was going on in Houston, he had signed this monster contract, and then all of a sudden is demand within a year before they even got rid of, um, you know, who's the, the receiver that they traded to Arizona. Hopkins, now, yeah. yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. Before they even traded him, he wanted out. Yeah. Like, I mean, when are fans just going to get fed up and say, you know, yeah, I, I can't believe <laughs> these guys. Yeah. Yeah, who uh, I don't think there's many Vegas fans that are sitting there saying, man, I wish I would have seen Derek Carr throw five more interceptions for two more games last year. Right? <laughs> Sorry, Derek, yeah. I don't mean to hurt your feelings. Well, I don't think the fans Detroit, missed that very much. The example that, that you said is, is, is Matthew Stafford. Yeah, okay, Matthew Stafford in the community was a great guy. Everybody loved Matthew Stafford as an individual, but most people at the time – understood where the Lions were, what what Matthew had done in his career here, and they were not, you know, distraught over the fact that they traded him for two first-round picks and Jared Goff. Yeah, well, because you got to see a very large sample size of, for whatever reason, it's just not working out, Yeah. right? And I don't think there would have been any more fans that are sitting there saying, oh, we would have loved to have Matthew Stafford for one more year to watch him go, you know, whatever the record was with, uh, you know, Dan Campbell's first year, what the one, two, fifth to three, 15, whatever it was, you know, I don't think many fans are sitting there saying, man, we wish we could have seen him for one more year. Right. It just is what it is. It's a, it's a performance business and um, teams are going to move on, man. And poor Derek Carr. I just, you talk about a sense of, of, of just reality. Like yeah. he thinks, I think he thinks a lot more highly of himself than, the rest of the uh, NFL. Than the rest of the NFL and the rest of fans. Look, he's pr proven that he's he could, you know, he could do some cool things, but yeah, let's take a step back, man. You're not even close to where some of these other guys are at. So this was our obviously our rant episode. 
um, here on Unnecessary Roughness as we continue to inch closer to the Lions getting into Allen Park and starting, you know, uh, training camp in their preseason games. So they're going to have, what is it, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to come in for some practices before their game. I know the New York Giants are coming in for some practices before their game. Uh, we're going to be down there uh, for those days down at training camp and a couple of other days as well. So we'll get to get it, give you a chance to get some insight as to what's going on if you can't get down. We do encourage everybody, especially this year, with as much as excitement is around the Detroit Lions, if you get a chance to go down to Allen Park, they do a really good job of welcoming the fans. We encourage you to go down there. I believe the first day that it's open for the public is going to be July the 31st. Um, but just a teaser of what's coming up on you know uh, Necessary Roughness. We are going to talk about which fan base in the NFL is most deserving of a Super Bowl. We know all the pros and cons about, you know, why we believe in Detroit that uh, it should be us. Uh, We're going to bring up uh, some other case studies uh, in the NFL. We'll get to that next week as well as uh, should NFL officials, because there's been a lot of grumblings, especially now that sports gambling is legal in a number of states that the NFL plays in and people like to wager a few dollars, should they make officials full-time employees and not allow them to have second jobs? Most of them right now, the NFL officiating is a side gig for them with as much money as is involved. Should NFL officials be full-time employees? We're going to touch on that in the coming weeks as well as we Continue. Oh, TJ, you one more question. Hand. Yeah, I forgot about this. Uh, real quick, what do you think of the blue helmets? I like them. I do like the helmets. I I, I like I don't the know color. They, I don't know if they look the best with the grays. Well, they can't do a full scale redo of the uniform. No, I know so that. They're good. I I think that's coming. Um, and we're going to see that. I think it's in 2024. They can you know make a tweak to the uniform and possibly even the color, but. I like, I mean, there's not a lot of different, you know, um, you know, helmet choices to go back to. If you're going to go to a throwback helmet, the, the lion could look a little tougher, but it's my favorite lion's <laughs> very logo. stretched out. It's very stretched out. <laughs> it's a very but long lion. It does kind of give you that. It, it, it gives you that throwback feel. I like the stripes. I like the color of the helmet. The matte blue is pretty sharp. I think it's really cool. I would just say the one thing, I, I think those would look really sweet with, uh, either all white uniforms or the uh, throwbacks, you know, the blue with just the gray number yeah. that they usually wear on Thanksgiving. The grays, yeah. the grays still look pretty sharp, but I think if you really wanted to make that thing pop, the all whites might be the best look for that helmet. But well, I'm with you. I did, I did like the helmet. I think the as, matte blue was pretty cool. As I mentioned, you know, I mean, they're going to, and did you have multiple helmets, throwback helmets that you had to wear when you were in the NFL? Um, Green Bay, we had, uh, one, I think, when, gosh, we wore, like, these blue and brown jerseys, uh, oh, real throwback. Ugly ones. And we had these brown helmets. They were just no decals. They were just, like, light brown. Um, I, we had to wear those for maybe two or three games over my career. So you had to practice with them, right? Yeah. Uh, obviously, to get to break them in and get yeah. used to them, and even more than just those weeks. Um, we did as well with the Redskins. We had the one with the, uh, the arrow um, and the arrowhead on the end of it. Uh, we use that a couple of times. We will get a chance, I think, to see what 
the new helmet for the Detroit Lions looks like? Because they're probably going to, they're going to have their regular helmet. They'll also have one that they're going to probably be breaking in during training camp and throughout the season. Who would you wear those arrow helmets with? Uh, the Redskins. Who? <laughs> I played for the Redskins. <laughs> I could still say the Redskins. That was your, the era of when I played, yes, the Washington football John. team slash commander slash formerly known, team formerly known as the Redskins. Um, so I think we will get a chance at practice to see, because the offensive defense is going to wear white and one's going to wear blue, we will get a chance to see that new helmet with the white jersey and what it would look like if they were able to, able to ever wear it with the white jersey. So we'll report from training campus to our opinion of yeah. what that looks like. Yes. And uh, coming up soon. Actually, the first day, I just looked it up, July 29th will be the first day. Oh, fans are welcome uh, fans to practice? Fans will be welcome okay. down to All practice. Right. So that 31st be, uh, is the first one I think we'll, we're going to be doing a show from down there. So uh, can't wait. Right around the corner. On. Yeah, right it is uh, right about a month, and uh, we're going to continue to get ready for the season. Uh, so make sure you like, subscribe, and have the the download waiting for you in the morning or ever, whenever we get this and when Evan gets it uploaded. Uh, you've been listening to Necessary Roughness.